Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Plus Jungle Show. This is a continuation to our conversation with Devika Martins, who's clearly not just a restoration expert. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our previous episodes, you might be interested in listening to those. But even though this is a continuation, this episode can be heard from where it starts, and you could listen to the previous ones later. As we come closer to the end of our interview with Devika Martins, we get to know some really interesting aspects of her work, which includes raw materials such as lime plaster, cement, and the importance of heritage homes. This also brings me to a very important message that I would like to address to at the end of this episode. With time being the shortest supply in our lives, let's dive straight into the conversation from where we left. people who don't know what's lime plaster or they don't know what's the uh, uh, kind of um, uh, ingredients of it and and uh, you know things like what is exactly lime plaster is there a way to do it or, or make it without making it more harmful for the hands or you think that's the only process for- yeah 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 so i found someone recently uh, in bitri haveli um she actually decided to send my whole load of limes for my project i'm trying it out for the first time which solved a major issue when it came to uh, my labor guys doing this work so it's a big burden off my shoulders um so she's making the lime and she's sending me about 3000 kg which is coming from bichli haveli by truck by road yeah so now it's like it's not a, it's not it's a non harmful way of and she she figured out a way you know like she studied uh she's an architect and she studied her plastering and everything and she studied by, with the locals so she has a local team uh, from Rajasthan who are women and men who do it and women who will not share their recipes because the men don't know certain things and the women know so it's pretty interesting so she's actually willing to work with me on this project and that's going to be really interesting in fact that's something i'm looking forward to um which is happening next month it's it's, it's something that yeah it's going to be really interesting and i'll share a lot of stuff a lot of work on my instagram as well because i think people need to be more aware how um it's not about i'm against cement it's nothing like that all i'm trying to say is if a house is made with lime it needs to be done continued with lime if a house is made with cement it needs to be continued with cement uh, the thing is we mix we add cement on a lime structure and that is where the problems start so that is when you have your leakages you have your dampness issues you have cracks because the new plaster cement plaster cannot gel with the lime plaster they don't marry so these are various technical issues that are with um, lime and cement so that is all i was just actually when i first started i was just creating awareness on how we supposed to use more lime plaster with heritage homes and less cement because that would mean less problems for maintenance so that mm-hmm. is how it came about okay so yeah so that is how it went uh... and that's the line i story mode how is it uh, how how does lime plaster uh, react to seasons like uh, in the in the in the winter season how how is it is it more colder in the house or uh, and how is it in the summer if you could put some light on that for the people who who listen to this so yeah yeah so um so I, i'm i'm going to do it like as simple as possible so i'm going to compare cement and lime okay so when you look at um this this whole thing of building sustainably right this is like a craze now but before we were already building sustainably uh what does sustainable actually mean is using eco friendly products is one and the second part of being sustainable is you're using products 
um, that are porous, that are breathable. When I say porous, it means breathable. So that would mean earthy products like mud bricks, um, uh, wood. On top of mud brick, your lime plaster. So lime plaster is porous. So that would mean it would be cooler during your humid, uh, during your hot days, during your summer days. Okay, and of course it would uh, because lime is uh, a product that fixes itself. So lime does crack. It's not like perfect. It does crack. But here's the thing: even though you do get hairline cracks, lime cures itself. So okay. after you see cracks maybe in the summer and then in the winter in the colder regions, lime automatically will the cracks will not seal, but they will be like you know um, how do you say it like they will not be water seepage through that crack. You know, if I'm okay. going to keep on expanding, so they will and expanding, kind of, and expanding. Uh, they will kind of cure themselves at the back they of the. They can't like heal themselves. Yeah. So from the inside, yeah, exactly. they might. So when it comes with cement. Yeah, they seal themselves. But when it comes to cement, cement is like concrete. Um, Goa is humid. So if you're using porous bricks and you're going to cement it, you're going to get a massive heated block, which would mean I need to put an AC in my house because it's so hot, right? So you put an AC. Then what happens is cement is not breathable. Cement is not porous. Cement is hard. It's, it's airtight. It's, 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 um, it's completely yeah, compact. So- yeah, that's yeah. the reason why it expands during summer. So during summer, you see crack on your you you. There's no way you can not do with cracks with cement. There's absolutely no way. And the cracks with cement are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until you like yeah. rip it off and fix it again. So that's the other thing about uh, cement and lime. You know, that's as simple as I can put it. How it works with buildings. Mm-hmm. That's 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 so very interesting because. No, I think it's very yeah. interesting because uh, a lot of people, like even me, I did not know this this thing about lime and uh, cement because uh, it's very important for people to know now uh, since, you know, like they should stress more on using such early products, uh, raw materials for building houses because it's eco-friendly and uh, it's it's so much better for the climate as well. You don't, you don't see... You don't need to put an air condition in certain seasons when you could actually do without an air condition, you know? And, you know, yes, that would be... Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't know this, yeah. like, uh, you know, because layman doesn't know all this. They're like, okay, fine. This is a house. And I'm sure you are more uh, experienced in that because you get these clients and they don't know anything about these things, you know, and they kind of must be having such a... Uh, uh, kind of an innocent look like oh really like you know I mean I did not know this you know that cement is uh, yeah correct yeah, correct yeah. correct yeah I do I do but that's the whole thing about creating awareness I think we uh, people like us really need to go out and create more awareness even though we're trying to do it I think we're not doing enough I really feel we're not doing enough um, yeah you're right because we you're all right. have we all have a responsibility towards everything heritage culture environment there's no way so anyway i just hope something changes people wake up yeah well uh talking about wake up i want to talk about uh how do you see the future of the goan uh future of the goan houses the old houses the heritage houses (laughs) what is the future of that (laughs) i know you have a lot of of things to say about it (laughs) 
No, the thing is, it's actually depressive. It's, I think that's the most depressive question I would probably answer. I don't see a future um, with these old houses. Look, you know, not many people, you, you can't make new houses. They're like fossil fuels. You know, they're like fossils, for instance. You cannot make more petrol. Whatever is there, you have. Um, and the thing is, we're just, a lot of people are not um, respecting a heritage house. So there's a lot of demolition that's happening. Um, at the same time, um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of builders who've been coming to the picture and trying to emulate these houses, trying to replicate these houses. Um, at the same time, you have Goans who are Goan families who do not get along with each other. Um, there are litigation issues families are not getting along. The best option is if we have five brothers and five sisters and all of us need a share in a really tiny house in Goa, the best option would be to sell it off and divide the money. And that is where you guys from Delhi, Bombay, Karnataka, wherever, are coming into Goa, buying a heritage house, doing it up, and actually living in them the way it's supposed to be used. So uh, I know in the future, a lot of people are going to be, a lot of Goans are going to be like, um, someone like me is supporting these people who are coming out. But I think as Goans, we are not doing enough. Okay. And I'm talking from experience. Um, uh, my family is Goan. We have a heritage house. We've lost it. They're going to lose it to, to litigation. So what can I do? I'm just a spectator, right? I can't do much. Um, so the, the option is obviously, um, it's hard to see like your heritage house not be a part of you and being fought in, in court, you know, it's not a good experience because all the time I only remember my parents talking about the court. If you talk, if you talk about heritage, how is heritage, how has your heritage house been influenced, been influential to you as a kid? And I would say, I could only hear my dad and mom say how this one is not giving us a share of the house, this one is not giving us a share of the house. Um, so it's a common problem in Goa because in Goa we still follow the Portuguese civil code and the Portuguese law which means every sibling and everybody gets an equal share and an equal right to your property. Um, so I don't see it. I don't see a good future uh, for these heritage houses. I just hope the ones that we have are kept and are taken care of because they need a lot of love and a lot of maintenance and it needs to be really carefully. You need to love a heritage. You need to love these houses. They're quirky in their own way. They're always going to give you problems. They're always going to be asking for attention, you know, um, because they're old, like, come on. So you really need to have, a, you, need, you, need to, you need to like really have a different sort of a heart for these things. Uh, yeah. But I hope, I really hope some of them get saved. I don't see actually and, the next 50 years, I think, sadly. Yeah, and I, and, uh... Well, I also was going through your Instagram and I was seeing those, uh, uh, your stories where you mentioned about uh, a few, uh, you know, kind of uh, houses being sold and you mentioned about this place is getting sold and uh, talk about that. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I actually completely forgot about that. I'm wondering, like, what are you talking about? And I remember <laughs> So um, the thing is, um, so um, the interesting thing is my followers, my follow base is, has been people who are interested in heritage or interested in, a, in owning a go-in house or 
own a going house and they probably are following me because they could use my advice in some way anyway whatever the reason is um i have a lot of people who reach out to me and say you know i have a house for sale do you think um, you'd have somebody who is interested so i put it up on my instagram because of reason being that i know people would be would be interested in buying a heritage house in goa and i can help them because my follower base is of that of that type you know they are in that niche um so i think in my case it would be a good thing because if i don't sell it off to someone then sell it off to one of my my guys and what happens is they would sell it off to a commercial builder or someone who's going to demolish the house the whole purpose of putting up a house for sale on my instagram is to get like minded people to buy it and to probably take care of it and if they need assistance with renovation or restoring the property uh me and my team always going to help them for it um so that's a good thing yeah probably or probably someone who's not really into heritage or really loves heritage houses is going to come just because they have a portfolio of money and going to buy the property for crazy rates if someone yeah. is selling your property for 50 lakhs a builder will come with one crr and say give me the house um you know like i'm giving you more money so that's how we work on it but i really try to help um, clients in a way that i also can help restore heritage it also means that if i sell a house to like minded person i know he's not going to demolish it because i can i can cherry pick a client and ask you hey what are you planning on doing with the house and then they'll probably say we're planning on opening an airbnb or we're opening a, a restaurant so i know the intention of the client is going to buy it and i know the house is going to be in good hands um and i think that's an important part um i've so not put so much of thought this is basically you're doing a, a good a thing for Uh, uh not as uh, a commission broker you're doing it as a person who is actually just helping to to keep the house the way it is and yeah 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 also because i used to get a lot of people asking me yeah 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 also i get a lot of people yeah also i get a lot of people who keep on asking me do you have a house to sell and uh, i think this was a perfect way to to put it out there and try and help out so that's a good thing yeah Yeah, so it's not. It's basically you're just doing it to help people uh, get a good house, and that way you will help the house to be the way it is and not get demolished or. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The whole thing is not to demolish a heritage house. That's yeah. the whole thing to keep it heritage. So, and I would probably assist you if you need assistance with whatever. I I do all that. So, um, that's also another option if someone is looking to restore. But on a point blank question, it's like if you if you are if they still don't want to give you the kind of restoration work, you're still okay with it. You're just like okay, just keep the house. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. And um, uh, since you know you were mentioning this thing that you're doing for the good of the for the houses and uh, uh, maintaining such heritage houses, it's very important for. Um, for me also to understand like uh, i i think you told me also about this but uh, i would like to you to repeat that or mention it again is how you um i think you already said it also in, before this that you give these things for free like uh, the planning and you know you kind of don't do it for money kind of a thing yeah which is really great because a lot of people now are not doing things for free they're doing it for money and it's it's very different uh, to meet a person who is not doing it for money 
yeah but also on the other hand i really like um i told you right i really like helping um clients with their house um so it makes a lot of sense for me to look if i have to bring value to you and um i think it's really going to be you, you're going to be happy with it right because also i feel a little um i feel a little um, awkward to to just because goa is so small you know like i'm probably going to pay like 400 bucks for fuel to reach a destination it just makes no sense i understand it for the expertise and for everything else but as i said i really i'm trying to it's like it's it's more like a vocation i feel like this is a mission on what i have to do um it's my responsibility to do something for my state so i guess i come from that i come from there like i'm trying to like really preserve heritage and preserve goa i'm not just doing it for the sake of uh, my profession or my work life it's more also on conservation and cultural heritage um and that's a very strong aspect of why we also do what we do so sure i think it's it's mainly to do with that as well well that's really fascinating because uh, i think a lot of people like you i mean that there, there should be a lot of people like you who need to do things like this helping uh, preserve the culture or the heritage or anything what they can do in um, which is within their kind of environment you know whatever is possible is is really uh, is really important i think to your field can you hear me yeah i can hear you okay so i was uh, also i want to know what is success for you what is what is the meaning of success for you success for me is yeah. having everybody else do uh, uh everybody else take care of my problems and i can like put my phone off five days a week um, i think that that digital stress is a little too much um and i feel for me i i would want to be at a place where i don't have to worry i don't have to you know like keep a check on someone or i don't have to like micromanage somebody i think for me that is success and that is one part of success because it you know it interferes with your with your with what you do with your everyday routine life like you know the first 15 days of lockdown was amazing nobody messaged me <laughs> it was fantastic my battery lasted for 3 days you know like um it was so good i think i needed that break also i think that lockdown because i work i work like every day it's not like i can take a day off uh because i can't afford to take a day off i need, because you know my staff work every day so yeah. what's the point of me taking a day off yeah and i need to work harder than everybody else because i own the company i can't expect my staff to work harder than me so i need to be working harder um so yeah in that sense um for me success would be like one thing would be like if everybody else i have a big enough team rather to take care of all the chaos that's happening all around um and of course the second part is really loving what you do and being able to do it freely and i think i've done that i've done that part um but i still not as i told you like before it's still very difficult to manage this whole thing and i'm still setting up a team properly and i still i'm still unable to like hire more people to take care of bigger things um so yeah i think i'll get there <laughs> well i would take that as a segue to um ask you like um 
do you have moments of negativity or negative thoughts and how do you handle them if you have negative thoughts of course almost every day <laughs> almost every day um uh, but negative thoughts in the sense sometimes i feel very incompetent um so you know i'm someone who gets overwhelmed uh, very easily overwhelmed in the sense um if if you give me a list of doing things that's the reason why i have a weekly planner i don't have a day planner i have a weekly planner where i can um distribute my my tasks for the entire week evenly so i don't do too much on one day uh, so it really gives me time to do things properly and give my 100% so if i have a site visit i will do it on one day i will not do two site visits in one day that gives me enough time because also i'm 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 very introverted so if i meet a client and i know the meeting is going to be two hours that is going to get me exhausted um mentally exhausted i need to like go home and really chill like um and i still i i struggle with that it's really difficult because um i know meeting meeting new people is a part of of is an in, integral part of my business and what i do but it's also really difficult for me to come out of my shell and sometimes i'm really quiet like i guess people would think like i'm probably a good listener but I'm, i i am listening to you but i am also really quiet so it's difficult for me to to converse or make conversation mm-hmm. if it's something outside work um so that's something i struggle with so that's why i need to really organize everything if i don't organize things then it would be really stressful i probably wouldn't even sleep well the previous night and then i start having thoughts like um can i really do this am i really cut out for this task can i really manage this am i really going to hit the deadline um so it's, it's that way <laughs> but do you do something so course, to to overcome them like do you have a process of handling them or you just sleep over it or think about it no actually just... i don't so if there is something no because um i it's, it's a process in which i have to learn i can control certain things that are in my control so um for instance if i have a lot of tasks to do then i would if i have a lot of emails to reply to then i would probably reply to as many as i could before i sleep so i can sleep better and i'm less stressed the next day mm-hmm. um or that would interfere with my sleep cycle and then i won't get sleep and then i'll feel um i can't handle this just too much to handle um then the stuff getting a little rowdy up there so the best thing to do is just to um try and complete tasks and plans so i do plan i think planning for the week is very important for me because um then i feel a little off if i don't do that i think that's important for me yeah that's but of course i have negative thoughts there's no way i can get rid of them uh <laughs> and um talking about um any inspirations uh from your field that you kind of had any inspirations from that from from i mean from your field any inspirations or you kind of uh, like a particular person Person. It could be a person. It could be anything. It could be just a window. I don't know. I. <laughs> um. So actually, um, um, one guy that really uh inspired me and pretty late actually was uh Wendell Roderick. Uh, he was a fashion designer from Goa. Yeah. And he passed away in February this year. Yeah. Um. So I met Wendell about eight months before he passed away. and it's very difficult for me to talk about mandy because i get so emotional talking about him even right now like i can't not get teary eyes when i talk about him and um the thing is that when i first met wendy um 
he was someone who was very interested in what I was doing. He didn't know me at all. Um, I was like a very small time designer, but um, the way he came about and the way he was so encouraging and he actually introduced me to so many people. And um, he always told us, you know, one thing, even I remember he was doing a couple of talks last year that he was doing quite a number of talks actually last year. And he made sure I attended all those talks and he made sure I got an entrance um, to come, even though I was not a part of the invited planned guest. So I attended many of his talks. And there's one thing that he, he told me that really struck me was you have to do something for your state of Goa, no matter what you do in life, no matter where you are in the world, um, each of us have a contribution to make towards our state of Goa for the sake of our culture, for the sake of our heritage, for the sake of leaving behind a legacy for the next generation. And that really hit me, like, I'll never forget. And that's the reason why, actually it's after, after his death that I am just, I work my ass off because I know why I do something. And I know what I want to get from this whole thing. The whole thing is to preserve culture heritage and do something for your state. I mean, it's like, it's like when you love someone, right? You do the same yeah. thing. You do anything for them, right? Um, so I think it's the same thing for me and my relationship that I have um, towards Goa. Like, you know, if I take a trip, uh, I remember every, it happens every time I go out of the country. Even this time when I went in March and I came back and I landed out, I, I landed in Goa. There is this feeling I just can't explain from the plane that you feel when you see, when, when you see, when you look at Goa from the plane, there is a feeling I just can't, I just, there's no way I can explain it. But there's this deep contentment, this, 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 um, this feeling of I belong, you know, um, that you don't get when I landed in Dubai or Florence. I just get that with Goa. And that is something that, I don't know, maybe other people will feel it. I will understand what I'm trying to say. And that is what, and that, that is a, that's a, like a good 15 minute ride when you're going like cruise control before the plane lands. Yeah. If you're lucky enough, you get like good like yeah. 20 minutes. And that is something that I really like to reflect on, like as it's happening and as you're in the air. And I'm like, uh, you, you don't, you understand why you do what you do and for what. And um, yeah, I think that was important for me. That's... So, but yeah, Wenzel's death has affected me in quite a big way. Uh, I really have to, and another thing he told me also is he said, you need to read up. He's like, Devika, you really need to read up. You really need to get a lot of books on, on architecture and art and Portuguese and study a lot about heritage and history of the Portuguese in Goa and what they left behind, how it influenced the Goan culture and the Konkan culture. And I did that. Um, there were a lot of books that were unavailable that he actually wrote to the publishers and got me copies that I read till today um, that are really important. So, yeah, I think reading is also an important part of of what I do because things are really changing and you're getting like more and more information now. So, well, I, I was, say, uh, yeah. I think I was just coming to the point and going to ask you my next question was about the books that you read and I think you've already uh, touched upon that, but. Uh, this is my next question to you that what are the kind of books that you read and do you read books? And I think you've already said that you read. So what are the kind of books other than the architecture and the architectural books? And the... I'm a super boring person uh, when it comes to my reading and I'm extremely picky, picky and choosy. Uh, the books that I like to read are on finance. One of my favorite uh, financial books was Rich Dad Poor Dad series. I have all his books, Robert Kiyosaki. Um, 
unfortunately even wrote a book with donald trump i have that book also um but anyway that's just a book um the other books that i read uh i have a novel in my car that i carry in case some meeting gets delayed or something so that novel is never going to get over because i'm always reading it in patches when i have like uh, a stop over somewhere but mm. i don't read novels okay i don't read novels i used to read a uh, lee child i'm very fascinated with lee child series the 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 jack reacher series uh uh-huh, yeah um, okay yeah i like his books for some reason yeah for some reason his books are pretty um, pretty good it kind of like keeps you it makes you sharp so i like that stuff any any key giveaways to people who want to start out now uh, as an entrepreneur or as uh, a designer or whatever like anyone who's starting out now anything that you would like to give away and say that okay you know uh, and they could learn something from that or take away something from that that you think that you have you could have done it when you were at that stage but now you feel like yeah don't one thing one thing that's really important is don't delay your starting date you keep putting it off you keep saying i will do this i will start my i will start my company later 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 it's not a good time to start the pandemic has hit um you know you the thing the whole thing about us is we don't start so maybe we are really good at baking but we don't start because we are not sure this will hit off maybe yeah. it won't taste good i don't have the correct pictures my product doesn't look good so it's like all these things because i know i've done it i uh, i'm talking to experience mm-hmm. i was supposed to actually um have a podcast which i did with a lot of effort i shot my first episode and then i just couldn't do it i couldn't um i couldn't cut it down to video production so i had this whole video and i couldn't cut it down i bought all my equipment i bought everything but i wasn't uh, like ready in my head mm-hmm. so i just did a podcast and it didn't come out well and I still today I'm not put it out. So then the pandemic hit. Then I did Instagram lives and I managed I think three, four, four, I think Instagram lives. That also didn't turn into a podcast because I have to sit, strip off the audio, put it into Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything. I still can't do that. So I really need that post production is a is a big issue for me. And uh, uh, but then the other option is to hire someone because I really don't have the time. So that is taking time. But I did try it. um so yeah of course I you should try and it didn't really click yeah so i don't want to regret tomorrow saying you know i wish i i started i started the podcast yeah you're right um but uh any um words for people who would like to uh, any way you want to bring them to goa and um uh, you know invite them to buy heritage houses or something where they can actually um maintain that or keep it the way it is or any last words on that or if you want to stress on that or you think uh, well um you need to do a lot of um, you need to really like as i said before right you need to really love something that's old something that's crinky you know your doors are not going to close sometimes so you need to like that way of life um you need to like that old fashioned way of doing things you need to uh, of course your house is going to be a modern Uh, is going to be filled with modern amenities but if you don't like something if you don't like your heritage house then i would suggest you not to buy it mm-hmm. uh because it requires a lot of love and attention all the time more than twice a year for maintenance for upkeep for everything to do with the house um and if you cannot maintain the house the way it's supposed to be done then it will just give up you know maybe it will hold for a couple of years but 
you need to you need to like it. You need to really love it. There needs to be a connection with the house and you. You you feel a vibe that only you can feel if you actually go to pick a house or you you're going house hunting, um, that nobody else can describe. So, if you feel and think with that, then go ahead and pick it up. But if you don't, and if you don't like heritage houses, if you don't like this thing of old, and if you're into modern, then it would not be a good idea. Because if you don't like something, you will not give it attention. And uh, yeah, it's also it's also because it's gonna it's gonna uh, rob an opportunity from someone else who's willing to do it up nicely, you know, or is willing to stay in that uh, particular house. So yeah, I think that is a major thing. Of course, in Goa, if you want to buy a house, there are a lot of brokers who you can get in touch with. Uh, but I don't do brokers, but I do I do a lot of selling on my profile on Instagram as well. So yeah. people can always reach out to me uh, yeah, if they need a house. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of things uh, that can be done. That's great. That's fantastic. I think people would love to uh, connect with you because since you said you're not like a proper broker and it makes more sense uh, to go through you and, you know, get um, a proper property or whatever they want to get into or get more views on that. So that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I think it's been a fantastic time for me to spend with you and, you know, know about you yeah same here and 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 i look forward to uh, more such interviews with you in the future and um, i look forward to seeing you in goa (laughs) ask me about it um well uh, it's it's if you've spoken about that yeah and that was that was a good thing so yeah we look forward to seeing you in goa and maybe sometimes you in in mumbai as well and yeah, of course, of yeah. course, of course. I come to Mumbai quite often, actually, but because of this lockdown, I just uh, put a lot of things on hold. But I do come to uh, come to Mumbai very often. I'm also a big fan of the Mumbai IPL team. Oh, really, that's nice. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I support them since uh, since the IPL started and since Tendulkar uh, and Harbhajan were part of the team before. Uh, oh yeah. So all the very best for the future and uh, more power to you and keep doing the work that you've been doing. Thank you, Prem. Thank you. And thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. (laughs) It's a pleasure. And it was lovely to have you on our show. Thank you. And as this conversation comes to an end, allow me to give out the message that I spoke of at the beginning of this episode. I will try to make it short and not sound preachy. That is that we really need to take care of our heritage homes and try and restore them as much as possible since they not only speak of the history and culture of our country or ancestors, but also stand as art pieces which could be cherished by many generations to come. Therefore, I would take this opportunity to request the younger, the older, all the generations to spread the word and do as much as possible in their capacity to save such beautiful heritage homes, wherever you are, no matter which country, city, state or town you belong to, as each place has a beautiful heritage home that can be cherished by anyone and everyone. With that, I would like to thank you for tuning in and listening as it means the world to me. Please stay safe and spread love. This is Prem and I shall see you soon.